I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. And not going to lie, we got a jam-packed show. And that's okay. I'm fine with that. We've got Tom and Julian who are producing. Um, I'm uh, going to be hanging tight with you for the next two hours getting you ready for a fun weekend of sports and and how to gamble and wager throughout this weekend. So um, we've got Jimmy Wright, who's going to be joining us from the Elias Sports Bureau with those Elias Insights to get us ready for the NFL. So uh, he'll be joining us in the next 10 minutes. Excited about that. Fat Jack, hate saying that's, I mean, listen, he's, he gave himself that name. I still, it's going to take me a minute um, to get used to calling him Fat Jack, but Fat Jack from FatJackSports.com is going to join us uh, with some of his picks and in his plays, giving us a play for, I asked him specifically, uh, a Giants, a Jets, as well as some other NFL and some college. So excited to get professional handicapper Fat Jack on with us as well. Uh, no David Behrman tonight. He usually is on with us around 11 o'clock, but a little under the weather tonight. That's okay. Tell him to take the night off. It's all good. Bob Wischusen, voice of your New York Jets, joining us as well uh, to give us a little preview. Big, exciting weekend for Jets fans. It is Zach Wilson's debut in Pittsburgh. Um, so uh, so we get a little insight from Bob Wischusen, and we'll come back. We'll talk about how maybe we we wager that or how we stay away depending on the conversation we have with Bob. And good friend of mine, Dave Spadaro, who works for the Eagles, and the Eagles broadcast team is going to join us as well to give us some insight on the Jags-Phillies game. I truly believe, in my opinion, it's the best game on the slate this week. And you could say, Anita, you're nuts. It's Ravens and Bills. Anita, you're crazy. It's Kansas City and, uh, and, and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Okay. Everybody, listen, I, I respect your opinion, respect mine. Uh, th- this Jags team is for real. This Jags team is for real. And this Philadelphia Eagles team is for real. So, for me, I- I'm probably most excited for that matchup heading into week four of the NFL season. So, I wanted for I, I wanted Dave to join us on the show. Um, we'll get you ready for a lot of NFL talk, some college football talk. Uh, and, and I do want to talk a little Major League Baseball with you in this first segment. But before we get to Major League Baseball, um, I, I just I, I want to go back and, and remind you, if you tuned into the show last week, I was really excited. I had a gentleman, Alex Kane, who joined me. He's the CEO, founder of Sport Trade. What is Sport Trade? Sport Trade is an app that you can download on your iPhone. Unfortunately, not available on your Droid, but, um, but on your iPhone and only in Jersey. Okay. And so what it is, is it's, it's gambling meets the stock market. So it's, it's not a sports book, okay? Um, but what you are doing is you are buying shares of, 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 of a line. So, so and, and I share this with you because it, I'm going to have some fun with this tonight. You've got UCLA that's about to kick off in about 25 minutes. They're at home on a Friday night taking on the Huskies who's undefeated, okay? Now, I bought UCLA 
at plus three and a half for $55.50. I bought one share of UCLA plus three and a half at $55.50. I just, I just, I share that with you, no pun intended, because I think we're going to have some fun and Tom and Julian, I, I want you to be a part of it as well. As, as the game progresses tonight, that value of that share is either going to decrease or increase. And at some point in time, on how the game unfolds, we can sell it. Like, let's say UCLA comes out in the first quarter, they're up 14 nothing. That $55.50 share is now going to, you know, go up to possibly $65, $72. And, w- and, and we're going to have a conversation whether or not I need to sell it right then and there. And, and I'll, I'll make a, an extra $20, $25. You understand? Oh, yeah. We, Buel- under- we Buel- understand. Bueller? Anybody there? We Anybody? Do. Okay. All right. So I just want to have some fun with that tonight. Um, and, and, uh, you know, also uh, again, just to give you the play on UCLA, uh, you could get it at BetMGM at plus, plus two and a half, plus three in some places. Um, I like it at plus three and a half. Why not? You're getting the plus, give me the hook as well. This is a Washington team. Of course, they've got the transfer quarterback Penix jr. Um, but this is the Washington Huskies first road trip. Okay. And, um, you know, they're great against the run. They're holding their opponents to 2.6 yards per carry against the run. That's great. They're 4-0 and straight up, 4-0 and against the spread. Um, but this is, this is really, their, this is going to be their biggest challenge going up against UCLA. UCLA has held their opponents. They've scored 78-21 to after the first half. They are a second-half shutout team. And this will be their biggest matchup, their biggest opponent that they will have faced all season. So I think I think this is going to be a close game. Also, the over-under is at 64 and a half. Um, I do like the under here if you want to play it. But the fact that I was able to get UCLA at plus three and a half, I was all over it. So this is going to be a good matchup. Again, kickoff is at 1030 tonight. Um, if you want to jump on board, jump on that BetMGM app. And, uh, and grab your, yourself a little UCLA at plus three and a half. I think that's the play. Also, I like the under tonight as well at 64 and a half. So, uh, and, and I do have some more college football plays for you. I'm going to share with you on the show, but I wanted to get that out because, of course, uh, they play, uh, they, they play in, in just about 25 minutes, okay? Uh, but let, let's talk some, some Major League Baseball right now because, unfortunately, this is a Mets team. They're down to uh, they're they're down to the the Braves five two. However, top of the ninth, two outs, and bases loaded. So uh, this is fun. This is this is right. Isn't this what sport is all about? Is it not? Uh, just to kind of give you um, some stats here, Jacob Degrom not a, not a typical Degrom night. Six innings, five hits, three runs, eleven strikeouts. That's typical Degrom. Uh, but the fact that he gave up five hits in, in three runs. Uh, as we know, you know th- this is a very good Atlanta Braves team. One would argue that one of the best top two, top three teams in Major League Baseball since the trade deadline. Big reason why they they've been doing so well is you know they called up Strider, um, who unfortunately is on on the 15 day IL because of an oblique, so he's not going to be pitching in um, in this series. Uh, and of course they've got Magic Mike and in calling up. Meanwhile, 
you got a Mets team. They called up Alvarez today, right? Uh, coming in, DHing tonight, the number one prospect for the Mets, batting 260, 27 home runs, 78 RBIs. Did not do much tonight. Um, so 0 for, 0 for 5 tonight, by the way, with one strikeout. So uh, did not, was, was not able, but, but, you know, this was his major league, you know, big night. His parents there, if you were watching the game, they kept on, you know, little, uh, you know, side shots of the, the parents really excited for him. And, and, and that was really awesome. But nonetheless, this is a, uh, a Mets team. They're down by three right now and, and hanging on by a thread. But, what, but coming into this, we know the Mets up one. This is going to come down, in my opinion, to the wire between these two teams, as we know. This is a Braves team. They're averaging almost five runs per game. Uh, however, their strikeout rate is nine a game, and, and that's evident in regard to looking at the, the stats here in DeGrom with 11 strikeouts tonight. So especially against right-handed pitchers. So Max Fried went tonight. DeGrom went tonight as well. We'll see what happens. A game on the line here. But you could get the Braves, by the way, to win the National League East at plus 180. The Mets are minus 320. Now, obviously, if the Braves win tonight and now they're all tied up in the series with two more games to play, those odds for the Mets change immensely. So I'm just sharing this with you to say, if you're confident, and, and, and just to kind of share with you what the pitching matchups are going to be for the next two days, Max Scherzer against Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright is 1-0 with a 3-3-8 ERA in his last seven days. As we know, Max Scherzer has got a 2-13 ERA on the season so far. He's been lights out. And then Bassett will uh, round out the three-game series, 15-3 with a 3-2-2 ERA, going up against Chris Morton, who uh, just got a new deal today, a few hours before this game kicked off. Um, his last three starts, I shouldn't say his last three starts, he's had more than three starts in September, but for the month of September, his, uh, his ERA is a 5-2-7. But here's what's really interesting. He's hit the most batsmen of any pitcher in Major League Baseball at 18. So just keep that in mind. Uh, the last game of the series could very well get a little testy. We'll find out. Uh, but, you know, what, what, what do the Braves need to do? They must win two of three. So they win tonight. Uh, they're, they're, they're halfway there. And then, of course, following this series against the Mets, they head down to Miami and they take on the Marlins. Okay? As for the Mets, as soon as this, this series is over, they stay home and they take on the Nationals. Now, both these teams out of it. Uh, there's no fight left in either dog. So it bodes well for both of them, obviously, right? So um, so I just want to share that with you. Again, if, if you're feeling confident, you've been watching this game, you've been watching you know, what's going on here. Again, Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett, next two pitchers that are up for the Mets. Kyle Wright, Mort, uh, Morton is, is up for the Braves. If you feel confident the Braves are going to win the National League East, right, right now is the time to jump on them. I don't think you're going to get this good of odds at plus 180. And if you're listening, you're like, what is she talking about plus 180? It means you're laying $100 down to win $180. If, if right now, with the Mets up one game in, this, in the National League East, in order for you to, to lay money for the Mets to win the series, you have to lay $320 down to win $100. See the difference there? Minus 320 plus 180. That's what it means. Okay. So that's where that stands right now. In regard to uh, the, the bigger picture here, if the season was to end today, 
what would the postseason look like? Okay, in the in the American League, the Rays would have the sixth seed. They would uh, they would have to travel to Cleveland to take on the Guardians. The Mariners would have the fifth seed. They would have to travel to Toronto to take on the Blue Jays. The Yankees would be sitting there waiting for the winner of the Rays and the Guardians. The Astros would be sitting there waiting for the winner of Seattle and the Blue Jays. As for the National League, again, if it was to end today, before, of course, you know, it's decided between the the, the Mets and, and the Braves. The Phillies with the sixth seed, they would travel to St. Louis to take on the Cards. The Padres with the fifth seed, they would travel to Atlanta to take on the Braves. Of course, if the Braves do not win the National League East, okay? The Mets, if they win, they're sitting there and they're waiting for the winners of the Phillies and the Cards. The Dodgers are sitting there waiting for the winners of the Padres and the Braves. But again, that can all change if the Mets do not win the National League East. Then the Mets then fall into the fourth seed, and then they will host the Padres. Okay, if everything else remains the same, then they will host the Padres. And then, and then here's where it really does not look good. They will then have to travel to L.A., and take on the Dodgers. So it just goes to show you how imperative it is that the Mets do win the National League East. And let's just end on this. I want to share with you, what are the odds right now in, in regard to these teams winning the World Series? Uh, the Yankees, 5-1. to one. The Astros, plus 425. The Mets right now, 5-1. to one. The Dodgers, plus 350. And oh, by the way, game over. Atlanta just beat the Mets 5-2 with uh, bases loaded, full count, and Jansen. Um, who, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Who, who did they strike out? That would be Tyler Naquin. Okay. So thank you very much. So um, so that's where it stands right now. Both the uh, now the Atlanta Braves and the Mets are all tied up in the National League East. Two games to play in Atlanta. And then following that, uh, like I said just a second ago, uh, the Braves will then have a three-game series in Miami against the Marlins. The Mets will stay home and uh, take on the, the the Washington Nationals at home. So uh, I'm I'm going I'm to give the sports book. I'm going to give uh, BetMGM a minute to refresh, and we come back um, as well. I, I will share with you exactly what the odds are now that both these teams are tied up in the National League East. Um, 800-919-3776 is the phone number. You want to chime in? It is Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. We come back. Jimmy Wright from the Elias Sports Bureau is going to join us next with his Elias insights on three specific games in the NFL to give us a little bit wiser, a little bit smarter on how to wager in week four of the NFL season. So all that coming your way next. Anita Marks with you. We can wager brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports right here on 98.7 ESPN. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part in the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Weekend Wager here on 98.70 SPN. Uh, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. And of course, the Elias Sports Bureau. Jimmy Wright joins us repping uh, the Elias Sports Journal. And, and of course, their phenomenal app, um, the Elias Game Plan that you can download, whether you've got an iPhone or a Droid. Of course, with unbelievable, I like to call them nuggets. They like to call them insights. Helping you make... <laughs> the most intelligent wagers each and every week. So with that being said, Jimmy, let's jump in. And every week you join us, you or, or, or Randy, you guys join us and, and we break down three games. So let's start first and foremost with, uh, with Washington and Dallas. Dallas is favored by three. The over under is at 41 and a half. Washington's offensive line has just been horrendous. Of course, we saw Carson Wentz get sacked nine times last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. I am so intrigued here. What are your Elias insights pertaining to this matchup? Yeah, thanks for having me back. Um, so this is a classic NFC East rivalry, but it, really the story has been Dallas has been dominating their their divisional opponents. Um, if you look back at their last seven games against NFC East teams, they've covered and won each one, and they have not been particularly close. Dallas has been outscoring those NFC East teams by 20 points. Now, if you want to look at, you know, you say the division, the, the Giants, you want to put them to the side. Let's look at Dallas and just Washington, right? The last six games these two teams have played in Dallas, Cowboys 5-1 and one straight up, 4-2 and two against the spread. So Dallas has really been having their way with the NFC East. You know, they lead the NFL. They have 13 sacks. Do we have a quarterback controversy? We've got Cooper Rush 3-0 and in his career, 2-0 and already this year. Dak, uh, I wonder if Dak's feeling the heat a little bit. <laughs> so, and listen, didn't Jimmy come out? I mean, Jerry, didn't Jerry come out and say, hey, listen, I welcome a quarterback controversy? I'm sure Dak didn't want to he hear wants, that, right? He wants it. He wants the quarterback controversy, yeah. Um, I, I, Anita, I know you love your fantasy insights, right? we got to go with the insights on this one. Um, if you're playing DFS on Sunday, if you're setting your fantasy lineup, please go look at Curtis Samuel. You know, in that in that receiver room, they have Terry McLaurin. They just spent a first-round pick on Jahan Dotson. But through, entering week four, Curtis Samuel tied for fifth in the NFL with receptions. He leads the team in targets. He's the 13th-ranked wide receiver in PPR formats. Curtis Samuel's soaking up a lot of targets. Wentz is coming, you know, Wentz is, hit 300 yards in two of his three games. So that might be a guy you want to look at if you're playing fantasy. Interesting. Well, this is music to my ears because I'm somewhat in a conundrum this week when it comes to my survivor pick, because I've already taken, Ah. I've already taken the green Bay Packers. I've already taken the Ravens. I've already taken the Eagles. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm on the fence with the Dallas Cowboys and the chargers, but I'm just worried because of all the chargers injuries I'm leaning more towards Dallas. And now that I've spoken to you, all right, I, I know I know where I'm rolling. Um, with that being said, let's Beautiful. talk about let's talk about game number two. 
And that's Seattle going up against Detroit. Detroit at home, minus three and a half. They're going to be missing uh, some uh, some dudes as well. DeAndre Swift is going to be out. Um, St. John, Amon St. Ron, John, however you want to pronounce his name. He's going to be out hmm. as well. And he's been such a big factor to that offense. Uh, and Seattle coming to town, who really, their win against the Denver Broncos was their Super Bowl. And then everything else has fallen by the wayside. So I'm really intrigued here. What are your Elias insights uh, with this matchup heading into week four? You know, Anita, I was so I picked this game because this Lions team feels different, right? There is an optimism around them. And then I looked at that injury report you mentioned, and I said, oh, come on. This is not the week. But I'm going to try to stay positive. So if you look at the Lions, and this is not, you know, this year people think they may take the leap, but they've been sneaky good for a little while now. Their last six home games dating back to week 12 of last year, they're four and two of those games. They've covered in all six of those games. They were underdogs in all six. Anita, this is a team that has not been favored since week 11 of the 2020 season. So I know they're, they're hit with the injury bug, and you mentioned that over under 47 and a half. They've been playing high-scoring games. Their, their games are averaging 62 points. They've hit the over in all three. I know they have those injuries. You mentioned DeAndre Swift probably not going to play. Another name that maybe not everybody is familiar with, Jamal Williams, last, last, last week got 20 rushes with swift compromise he had 87 yards he's tied for nick chubb with the nfl lead in rushing touchdowns he's 11th in ppr formats as a running back so if he's not if he is still out there in your league i would say take him i'm hopeful that that williams fills a little bit of that gap that that deandre swift went you know he'll be on the bench um it's fun to see the lions with a little bit of optimism now looking at the other side you know if you wanted to back geno smith Road underdog in his career, he's only three and twelve, but against the spread, he is seven, six, and two. So he's doing a little better covering versus on the field. He's coming off a game last week. He threw for three hundred and twenty yards. You know these these teams have been have played much different games. Seattle very low scoring. Two of their three games have hit the under. I mentioned Detroit a lot of points in their games. They've hit the over. I, I want to stay optimistic about the Lions. I think everybody wants to see them do well. So I think this is going to be an interesting one, even with the injury bug hitting them pretty hard. Interesting. Uh, And last but not least, let's talk about Arizona getting on the road, heading to Carolina, taking on a Carolina Panthers team. This line has moved tremendously. At one point in time, Mm. Arizona was getting one, one and a half. Now they're favored by one, and the over-under is 43 and a half. What are your insights pertaining to this matchup? Yeah, you're, the line is all over the place. I, I've seen Carolina minus one the last I looked. This is going to be a tight one. This is an interesting game, right? Matt Rule, year three. He, this is when teams are supposed to to come together under him. Uh, beating the Saints may have taken a little bit of pressure off, but this is, team is kind of scuttling, right? Baker Mayfield two weeks in a row, under 200 yards passing. Thankfully, Christian McCaffrey seems to be back. He's hit the 100-yard mark in his last two games. But listen to, listen to these, the insights we pulled on Carolina. They have lost their last four games as home favorites. So that's, you know, the Panthers. If you look at Baker Mayfield, the guy that they've hitched their wagon to for this season, Mayfield's career, he's 15-7 and seven as a home favorite, but he's only 7-14-1 against the spread in those games. 
So he's not been he has not been the guy to back as a home favorite. He is in his last five games as a home favorite. He has not covered any of them for his team. I know obviously, you know, it's a team game, but we got to look at the quarterback and, you know, Mayfield rule. I'm not sure they're trending in the right direction. Anita, you mentioned this line is tight. If you, if you get Carolina minus one since last season, home favorites fewer than three points are just 11 and 19 against the spread. So now you put that to the side. You know, we look at, at, at the Panthers, not a lot of optimism there. Arizona are absolute road warriors. Their last 10 games away from home, they are 9-1. and one. That's both straight up and against the spread. And we've seen them work their magic on the road already this season, right? They played Vegas. That's their lone road game of this season. They go down 20 nothing. Kyler Murray drags them back. They get a 29-23 victory. So these are two teams going in seemingly opposite directions. The home road splits are going in opposite directions. Yeah, I think Carolina fans hitching your wagon to Matt Rule, to Baker Mayfield, it feels pretty dicey at this point, I would say. Yeah, that, that's that's an understatement for sure. So, uh, so, so, uh, with Jimmy Wright, of course, joining us from the Elias Sports Bureau, and again, cannot uh, stress enough how great it is to visit their app, and that's the uh, Elias Game Plan. You can download it on your iPhone or your Droid. And uh, it's, it's beyond just these three matchups. Uh, they break down. They have these great insights for all NFL matchups heading into each and every week. Um, so we highly recommend you do that. Jimmy, great stuff. Always appreciate you joining us. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for having me back, Anita. Anytime. You got it. Uh, again, Jimmy Wright from the Elias Sports Bureau. I'm Anita Marks. It is Week in Wager here on 98.70 SPN. Brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Still a lot more coming your way here on 98.7 ESPN. The Weekend Wager with Anita Marks starts now. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. At MGM Sports, uh, just to get you up to speed on, on some Major League Baseball, especially here in our own backyard, um, unfortunately, uh, the Mets do lose to the Atlanta Braves 5-2. So what does that mean? Um, it means they're all tied up in the National League East. Two games to play still yet against one another. And after that, the Braves then have to travel down to Miami and take on the Miami Marlins. And the Mets get to stay at home and take on the Washington Nationals. Again, uh, neither of those clubs fighting for much of anything. 
So really, in my opinion, it, it, it should come down, of course, in the next two games, which, by the way, if you recall, when we opened up the show, I, I shared with you what the odds were. Uh, expectation for the Mets to win the National League East, minus 320. Guess what? With this loss, it's now jumped down to minus 85, 185. So what does that mean? You have to lay $185 down to win 100 if you think the Mets are going to win the National League East. As for the Braves, heading into this, this series, they were plus 180. Now they've dropped down to plus 150, which still good odds. If you think the Braves are going to win the National League East, um, you're laying 100 to win $150. So those are where the odds stand right now after the unfortunate loss uh, for the Mets to, uh, to the Braves. You've got uh, Max Scherzer going tomorrow, by the way, um, against Wright. As for the Yankees, Aaron Judge, I'm sure there were folks out there traveling out there to the Bronx, Yankee Stadium, hoping that you would catch ball number 62 and then you would become an instant millionaire. Um, it did not happen. Um, he was, um, he was uh, 0 for what? He had one hit, one strikeout, two walks tonight. So uh, that, that's, uh, unfortunately, that's what happened with, with Aaron Judge. I will give you a little little insight here. I went to the... Giants Monday night game and was at a tailgate with some uh, some folks who uh, are, are familiar with Aaron Judge and, and know him pretty well. And, uh, you know, he's got his own batting coach that joins him on the road outside of the Yankees batting coach. And apparently his batting coach met him in Toronto. And apparently after his... Uh, his his time with his batting coach, he typically goes on a tear. So I actually put money down tonight. It was two to one that Aaron Judge was going to hit a home run. So uh, lost there, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down tomorrow, and I'm gonna double down on Sunday as as well. You can you can rest assured because uh, apparently his batting coach met him in um, in in Toronto, and and apparently after he uh, he, he gets that little tune up. He typically go. He typically goes on a tear. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully he can get, he can get to sixty. I know sixty one was just. You can breathe. Okay now, like okay, it's done. It's sixty one. Great, but I, I think I think now, you know, once once he hits sixty two, then, uh, you know, then I think. We can we can all just concentrate on the Yankees trying to win the World Series, right? Um. Uh, before we take a break, I do want to I do want to talk some college football with you. Uh, UCLA and uh, Washington in action right now. I will keep you posted on this game, this Friday night game. But there's a lot going on tomorrow on Saturday. My favorite play is Kentucky getting seven, seven and a half in some places against Ole Miss. The over/unders at 54. Uh, Kentucky gets back their running back Chris Rodriguez. He was on a four-game suspension. And so, therefore, they're coming in with a more balanced offense. Meanwhile, Ole Miss, really, uh, you know, they've, they've got a pretty much just a, a one-dimensional type of offense. They run the football. They don't have a lot of good wide receivers. Also, I like Kentucky because more challenged, you know, they, they, they beat Florida two weeks ago. So they're coming in with a better resume. I should say, heading into this matchup. So I do like Kentucky getting seven. It's probably my favorite play this week. Alabama's taking on Arkansas. Arkansas is getting 17 points. That's a lot. Listen, Alabama's going to win. I don't deny it. I just think it's too many points. And Arkansas, that, that's a tough venue to go play at, even for Alabama. 
They've got a great running attack. Their run run pass ratio is 70-30, so it's really going to challenge Alabama's run defense. And let's not forget, Alabama looked very vulnerable against Texas. Okay? So I do like Arkansas getting the points. Um, you've got Oklahoma State going up against Baylor. I'm all over Oklahoma State getting the two and a half, three in some places. If you could get it three, God bless you. They've got a good defense, possibly the best defensive line in college football with Tyler Lacey. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game, and this is a revenge game. Let's keep that in mind. Meanwhile, they run a very high, fast-paced offense, what I think is going to be a little bit too much for Baylor and their inexperienced defense to handle. And also, they're not that great against the run. And uh, so I think Richardson is, is going to have a pretty solid day against Baylor. And last but not least, I do like NC State uh, and Clemson. I like the under at 41. Weather conditions because of this hurricane, you know, whatever, you know, might still be lingering out there could be an issue. Not sure. I'm not sitting here pretending to, to play a meteorologist. But these are two very good defenses in the ACC. And Clemson has a great defense, especially against the run. Get this. This is a great stat for, for Clemson. Um, they've hit running backs 70% of the time behind the line of scrimmage. Behind the line of scrimmage. So, um, and I, I just feel like both these, both these teams are going to be able to run the football, eat up time of possession. So I like the under at 42. So those are my those are my four favorite uh, college football plays heading into tomorrow, uh, along with UCLA um, plus three and a half. Which, by the way, the Huskies just scored a touchdown. So uh, so it's about to be seven nothing, and we'll see what UCLA can do on the offensive side of the ball. I will keep you posted. Uh, quick break. We come back. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, FatJackSports.com is going to join us next. We'll talk college. We'll talk NFL. Getting you ready for the weekend. So stay tuned. All that and still a lot more coming your way. Nina Marks with you as we can wager here on 90.7 ESPN brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports right here on 90.7 ESPN. The weekend wager with Anita Marks starts now. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. Fat Jack, back with us another week. How blessed are we? Uh, how you doing? Heading into week four. Are you playing with house money, my friend? 
Oh, my God. Yeah, Anita's been great. I mean, when I lose, I'll talk about it. We lost on Sunday. That was the first Sunday that I've lost since August in either a Saturday or Sunday. I mean, I've won every Saturday and Sunday except this last Sunday, which I lost. But we surrounded it with a 4-2 and two on Saturday. We won again Monday night, won last night. So everybody's winning. I mean, you're going to lose a little bit, but if you're winning a lot more than you're losing, you're doing well in this year for sure. And that's exactly what's going on. So we're having I'm 17 and five on Saturdays. Everybody's making money, and I'm excited about this week. We were talking off the air. This is a tough card. I think the general public may be in for a long day because some of these games look a little bit tricky. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not overwhelmed i'm not thrilled with the card but uh because we are on the airwaves here in new york let's start with the local teams and let's start with the jets right they're heading to pittsburgh taking on the steelers this line now is up to minus three and a half the over under is at 41 and a half zach wilson making his season debut after the knee injury you've got mitchell trubisky who really isn't uh, blowing the doors off of anyone many people want to see the rookie start playing there in pittsburgh uh, any play in this Jets-Steelers game for you? Yeah, I actually like the Jets here. I really do. Um, Pittsburgh, they, offensively, they're inept. Trubisky's exactly what he was in Chicago. They're not scoring a lot of points. The Jets do get a, a huge upgrade at quarterback. And so I think this, uh, this is absolutely one of those live dogs. We see this every week, that a team coming on, going on the road that you, you'll look at and say, my gosh, how do you bet against Mike Tomlin at home? Um, they get get in front of their home fans. I like I like the Jets here. I think they keep it close. Not going to surprise me at all if they win five of the last five in the series have gone under. So uh, there's a few of these games this week, and we're going to talk about a couple of them where it's going to be low scoring. And anytime you look low scoring, you think underdog immediately. Um, so I, I feel like the Jets plus the points, and I love that it's over that th- uh, that key number of three. Anytime you get that hook, it's a good thing in a low scoring game. So yeah, I'll take the Jets plus the points. I'm with you because because the Jets have the points and because the Jets defense and as anemic as the Pittsburgh Steelers offense has been, I'll tell you what, they're for whatever reason, they are so committed to Najee Harris. He's only he's averaging less than three yards per carry. If they were going with Jalen, is it, is it Warren? I want to say I, I'm, I, my, I'm I, it escapes me right now. But they're they're number two running back who's averaging seven yards. I should know his name. I've got him on a few of my fantasy teams. He's averaging seven yards per carry. I think that's the elixir here with this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. You've got to establish a rushing attack so that Mitchell Trubisky um, could could facilitate play action, and it's not happening because. Because Najee Harris is is averaging less than three yards per carry, but they're not willing to to stray away from him for whatever reason, whatever it is. Um, I'm with you. I do like the Jets getting the hook at plus three and a half. As for the Giants, a very disappointing loss uh, on Monday night to the Dallas Cowboys. They have to br- pick themselves up, brush themselves off, and get ready for a game against the Chicago Bears, whose offense might be even more anemic than the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Giants at home favored by three. The over-under is 39 and a half. Do you have a play in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a similar theme. If you're if sitting in Manhattan this weekend watching football, it's not going to be a lot of fireworks, I don't think. Chicago is inept offensively. The Giants aren't scoring much of points. A very conservative game plan. Under in the game is by far the easiest play if you're trying to bet it. 11 of the last 13 Giants games have gone under. Five of the last five Giants games at home have gone under. And four of the last five in this series have gone under. So most everything leading to the under 
Uh, so if you're going to bet it, I would go under the 39 or whatever it is right now. You make me play. I listen. I feel like Fields is a, a little bit of a, a you know, a, a, a fraud. I don't think he's ever going to be the type of quarterback that's going to put the team on his shoulders. And I think you're getting more balance out of the Giants and they're at home. So I would go ahead and lay the points there. I think Chicago has not taken as big a step forward as I ho- had hoped they would going into the season. And I think the Giants are moving the right direction as conservative as their offense is. So I go ahead and lay the points and play the Giants. And I definitely play the under. I love it. Fact Jack joining us here on 98.70 ESPN is We Can Wager. Again, brought to you by BetMGM Sports and Up Talk. Believe in your game, believe in your bet, BetMGM Sports. Let's take a look at some of the other games outside of our New York teams. And one in particular, of course, is the Arizona Cardinals. They're on the road taking on Carolina. They are fa- they are favored by one on the road. Um, uh, your, your thoughts on this Arizona team? Matt Rule, man, you know, a lot of fe- people feel that he's going to be the first coach fired within the season if they don't turn this around quickly. So a lot of pressure on this Carolina Panthers team over unders at 43 and a half. How are you playing this? Yeah, I'm, I have a real love hate relationship with Arizona. Clearly. I mean, the fact that we're even looking at them again after, you know, a couple of their outings this year, but they are really good in this type of spot. All right. There's a few different things. Arizona nine and two against the spread, their last 11 on the road. They typically travel well and outperform the market. But the more interesting stat, Matt Rule is a head coach. When Carolina gives up 16 points or less, Matt Rule is 10-0 and 0 against the spread. When they give up over 16 points, he's 1-24 and 24 against the spread. And I, I, Most people are not going to know that, but look it up. Matt Rule, when their teams give up points, they don't cover the number. And I don't think they're keeping Arizona under 16 points. So this will be rarefied air if they give up 16 and cover the number. Give me Arizona on the road to cover the number. Give me that stat again. So when Carolina gives up 16 points or more, they are what? 1-24 and against the spread. Wow. What a great stat that is. Go look it up. I didn't believe it either. And ten and zero under sixteen, under sixteen points, he covers every time. So it's about what they give up, not what they score. And we didn't even talk about the injuries they've got uh, with some of their uh, with the, their some of their stars right now. Uh, their offense is really looking anemic, and I think Arizona is catching them at the right time. So I will definitely play Arizona uh, plus the point or so. I love it. I love it. All right, uh, let's go to a game that's going to be again bright and early on Sunday morning. It's about that time. We're in the middle of the season, or not the middle, but but that point in time in the season where teams, of course, travel across the pond. you got the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Saints. Um, the, the Weekend Saints, Wager uh, with Anita Marks starts now. Starting quarterback, not Jameis Winston. They've got some issues on the wide receiving core with some injuries. Um, but this is a Minnesota Vikings team. The line was two and a half. It's now up to three. The over-under is at 41 and a half. How are you playing this yeah, that's because we got the quarterback information for sure. And listen, I don't love what New Orleans is right now offensively with their injuries. But even more than that, I don't love what Minnesota is doing as an approach to this game. They just now landed in London on Friday morning. They took the red-eye Thursday night, and this is public information. It's not like this is inside. They've decided to not allow their players to adjust to the time difference because they have a big game coming up next Sunday. And so they're treating it as a business trip trying to keep the the, uh, the sleep cycles on central time. The problem with that is you're playing a game at 8.30 in the morning against New Orleans. 
Um, New Orleans went over Monday or Tuesday. They've been there all week long getting acclimated. Uh, you know, New Orleans under Sean Payton was incredible in October, 23-6 and six against the spread. Uh, and so I would throw a little bit of that out the window because Peyton is not there. But I don't love what Minnesota is doing as an approach to this game. I think New Orleans is better prepared to play at 830 in the morning. And I think this is an underplay for sure. And I like New Orleans plus the points. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting in regard to uh, this Minnesota Vikings team in, in New Orleans. I, I'm sure you, you're aware of this. With Jameis Winston, they've only scored – Three points. They averaged three points in the first half, and they also only averaged 120 yards in the first half. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. He is he has not come back to where he was before he got hurt last year. I mean, he I really felt like the change in scenery from Tampa, and I do attribute a lot to the coaching change. Uh, Sean Payton yep. is a really underappreciated coach. He now doesn't have that. They're not scoring. He's not protecting the ball as much, but you're right. He, since that injury, he has not come back for a lot of different reasons to the same player we were seeing early last year. All right, Jack, before we let you go, uh, let's give our listeners some college football insight and in, in, in maybe a play or two that you're on. Uh, I know there's one in particular, Baylor, favored by two and a half against Oklahoma State. Now, Baylor, very young, inexperienced defense. This very well could be their best challenge. What side are you on here? Well, yeah, and, and you got to make money on Saturday too, right? It's not all about Sunday, so we'll give a call. I like Alabama also, minus. Boy, let's get into some profit before we get to the to the league. So Alabama minus the points. That's a, a free one that we didn't talk about, but yeah, I like them minus the points against Arkansas. Oklahoma State hasn't played anybody. The Big Twelve is very evenly matched, but Oklahoma State's one of those teams like Oklahoma last week. We didn't know exactly how good or bad they were. I don't think they're very good, especially offensively. Baylor's battle tested, went out and played. BYU close. They went up and beat Iowa State. They're back at home where they really are good against the numbers. So I would lay the two and a half or three, play Baylor at home in what was my preseason pick to win the Big 12. So Baylor minus the points. Also, don't uh, don't sleep on Texas Tech. They beat Kansas, or excuse me, they beat Texas last week. They go to Kansas State coming off a big win there. I like Texas Tech plus the points in that one as well. Great stuff as always, Fat Jack. Really do appreciate your time with us here on uh, on 98.7 ESPN. Um, hopefully, again, giving folks a winner on Saturday, playing with house money, heading into Sunday with all your fantastic picks. You have a great weekend. I need to have a great week. Uh, go get them, and I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, I want to thank Fat Jack for uh, joining us. Make sure you log on to his site, fatjacksports.com. For more picks and more plays helping you win money, like he said, not only on Sunday, but on Saturday as well. Again, this is Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Quick break. We'll be right back. Anita Marks with you. 98.7 ESPN.